Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here he is, your host and mine, Derek McCaw. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. And what year is this? Our sixth or seventh? No, what? Sixth or seventh year podcasting from Baycon? Uh, Probably sixth. Okay, six-year podcasting live from Baycon. So you may have heard, if you're listening at home, uh, the sound of actual people that are paying attention to us, not drinking and arguing about Star Wars in the background. uh, Uh, Coffee. Oh, he's got coffee. Well, that's keeping him awake. All right, good. So uh, with us, uh, we've got uh, we've got got some comic news, some movie news, some television news. But uh, let's first introduce our panel. Of course, the man introducing me tonight. We don't have uh, our man from Los Angeles. Uh, Nate was replaced by a British woman uh, on Skype, so um, that was very odd. But still, podcast producer and moral compass, Rick Brett Snyder. And to my right, we have uh, we have two special guests, but one's to my right, one's to my left. Uh, Does it matter to the audience on the podcast whether he's on the right or the left? Well, he makes it down to mono, but go with it. Right, sorry. So as I'm gesturing so they know when to speak. I see. And And when you're not supposed to. (laughs) That's me not talking. Mute. Okay, so, uh, yes, to my right is uh, is Steve Mix. So say hello. Hi. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Uh, Steve Mix is a sci-fi horror writer. Let's call it genre-bending writer with with a book. Uh, goodbye from the edge of never. Yes. All right. Thank we'll you be for talking that. about uh, uh, calling me straight whore. Uh, I, mean, I would never call you a straight <laughs> whore. Um, so uh, <laughs> not here. So, uh, but there is a straight whore to my left, and that is <laughs> Charles McKeithen. So, Charles, say hello. Hello, Charles. Of course, has been uh, a guest occasionally because he represents the Peers Historical Society uh, and is going to be talking about uh, why he's dressed like Captain Mao. So, uh, which is actually not his normal dress, but at least every once a month. I think I'm wearing, fi- I'm wearing pants. Is 50% actually percent of the, the time I've seen him. That's what he's dressed like. I know that is true. Uh, no, but, <laughs> but he does have pants. That is new. Okay, so. Uh, like I said, we'll talk uh, with comics. I thought because we are uh, at Baycon, and this is a science fiction uh, convention, um, I was going to talk about actual good recommendation of sci-fi comics that are a little obscure and off the beaten path and perhaps make recommendations. Uh, some uh, Rick and I have spoken about on the podcast before, but... Uh, I know that some I recognize some people hello actually uh, <laughs> that come in and read regular DC Marvel and so forth but I wanted to focus actually because DC and Marvel aren't doing the, the hard sci-fi unless you count everything involving moving towards people understanding who the Krees and the Skrulls are for Avengers uh, 3 um, so uh, picked up an interesting 
I'm getting strange hand gestures in my left. Uh, that uh, picked up an interesting book from Image called The Fuse. Anybody in here read The Fuse? Picked up? Uh, it's, a, it's a murder mystery uh, set on a space station, a space colony above the Earth, which actually looks literally like an electrical fuse, and that's why it's, why it's called The Fuse. That's where they get assigned. A multinational... And then it reminded me a bit of Outland. Just came out from Image a couple of months ago, the first issue. And it's uh, basically that someone's killing the homeless, as they call them, the cablers, those that live in the panels between the, between the uh, uh, accepted places for people to be. So someone's killing off the homeless in the fuse. And these detectives, one who is an elderly, I, I just love the, the strangeness of it, an elderly Russian woman detective who they just can't get enough people to transfer up for her to retire, and and a young uh, African-German detective who does not understand what a terrible assignment he has volunteered to take. And so it's a, both a standard detective, cop, policier thing, but also great sci-fi set like uh, 50, 60 years in the future. Everything's still kind of recognizable, but the politics are slowly growing out. And uh, from Image, the, the Fuse by Anthony Johnston and Justin Greenwood. Well, I think Justin Greenwood is a local artist somewhere in the Bay Area. So wanted to point that one out. This normally we play this, we call it What's in the Bag. It's, uh, but Nate's not here to sing it. And it's just to kind of What's point, in what, the what, bag? Right. No, no, it's, you, you got to go. Is it low? It's got What's in the bag? Yeah, it's really not harmonic yeah. at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> so That sounds like Nate. It does yeah. sound like Nate. <laughs> And uh, another one we were talking about is uh, uh, Rick and I have both been enjoying this book called Starlight, if anybody's uh, picked this up, which looks like Flash Gordon on the cover. And it's about, uh, how, did we call, how did we call this? It was swords and ray guns uh, genre, kind of the, the John Carter, Flash Gordon thing. Yeah. What happens to the hero when he comes back to Earth, tells everybody what adventures he had saving the galaxy, and nobody believes him, and he decides to retire and just have a normal life. So like me. Exactly. And uh, only in this case. Uh, yes. So he lives his life. Forty years later, a spaceship shows up from the planet and says, we need you to save us again. And he says, uh, well, now I'm old. And so he's going back as a, as a senior citizen. I think, that, I think in the second issue he identified himself as being <laughs> 66. 16, I don't 64, 65. You uh, could get the uh, d- discounted Denny's, that's for sure. That's yeah. what I was going to ask. Is, yeah. he, is he at least IHOP worthy? <laughs> yes, yes. He's probably carrying If the, Flash uh, Gordon had an ARP card. ARP card. Yeah, there it is. So <laughs> it's a really interesting take on, on a story that seems familiar to us, uh, but getting a different direction. And then one that uh, Rick missed, and then you're going to talk about one, right? I've got two. Oh, you got two. Or Why three. don't you throw in... Uh, so the first one I would talk about, I, you know, it's no secret, I love anything Jonathan Hickman does, but he's been working on a book called The Manhattan Projects for a couple of years now. And it's it's worth picking up the first trade and just seeing if it's to your, to your liking. It's all the... All the German and Russian and U.S. scientists from the 50s around the time of the Manhattan Project, if they if they actually were working on much crazier wild science, there's all kinds of intrigue and uh, like they probably really were. It's 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 just a, a beautiful beautiful book, well well uh, drawn by who's the artist on that? I no, I forgot because I haven't uh, picked it up yet. 
it's I know, uh, it's a shame. It's a crime. yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. Oh well. But for those I'll not, edit that part out. <laughs> but for those not familiar, Jonathan Hickman is clearly is currently the golden boy at Marvel and controlling and Image. And, well, he's got he's got a lot of different projects at Image and Oni, and that's what's yeah. amazing about him is creating so many different unrelated titles. But he's controlling the Avengers right now. And it looks like next year will actually be the guy, archi- the architect of essentially rebooting the Marvel universe. Yeah. So really well known, but keeping his hand in independent and writing really hard sci-fi. But if you see Jonathan, stuff, Jonathan Hickman, his name on any book, pick it up because you won't be disappointed. No, absolutely any not. book. Any book? Any? No, book. we haven't found one. You're right. We haven't found not one, a one. That, we, that we've not liked. What? Um, and then uh, one that kind of snuck under the radar uh, because it was released in the week between Christmas and New Year's, where nobody went to the comic book store because they were too busy recovering from the gold, you know, eating the goose or whatever. Uh, was it's the Saviors, which is the, one of the first independent books uh, from James Robinson, who is probably best known. Uh, for comics fans, is having written Starman, which is one of my absolute mm. favorite mm. Oh, yeah, books way back when. The you know, which again recommend get the Starman omnibus. You know, buy those volumes. Um, and is currently writing the all new Invaders for Marvel. And so this is kind of a, a weird take on the alien invasion story, and with an with kind of off the beaten path artist Jay Bone, who is kind of cartoony draws and sort of a Bruce Tim kind of style. So it's a little animated, and it's about a. A guy who's settled in as kind of the local bum in his small town in New Mexico who discovers that the sheriff uh, is actually a shape-changing alien. And... Uh, again? Yeah, again. <laughs> no, 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 but here's the thing. and he, 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 A guy finds him and rescues him as the, as the sheriff goes after him for discovering his secret that the aliens have been here for centuries. They're doing their version of actually trying to help us, but it's actually by kind of killing us off while still interbreeding with us and uh, so he here's it's one of those stories of the guy who is not who <laughs> I was going to make a congress joke but yeah well, it, 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 they mentioned that actually that joke's made in the book or this yeah um, only it's not a joke there and the thing is for some reason which has not been revealed yet is that the only one who can actually see the shape changers is this guy and he doesn't know why he can do it, but there's a team of, of people, freedom fighters, working under the radar. When they recognize someone's an alien, the alien just sort of has a shimmer, doesn't quite appear perfectly in their vision. And so he's the only one who sees how actually how scary they can be because they can become dragon-sized, dinosaur-sized, whatever they need to be. So isn't, it, isn't this wasn't there a movie about where they, they live? They live. Yeah. They, 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 they live. So it's an interesting. Only doesn't have glasses. There's no explanation yet. It's why? Just him. And it's an interesting take. Uh, you know, switch on it. And uh, but you're right. Like they live. There's that sort of. This is the last guy you would count on. To help save us, because really all he wants to do is uh, child walking, get high and um, pump gas at the gas station, and that's all he wants to do. Not chew bubble gum. Not chew bubble gum. No, no, that's been done. We're all out of bubble gum. So uh, that's those are my sci-fi books. What was the other one you wanted? The to second, the second of one I had was uh, Ego Intergalactic Opera. Uh, oh yeah, er, you were talking about that one. Forgot what the acronym is for, but it's basically a, another image book and a beautiful. It's uh, what if there were superheroes patrolling the galaxy? But it's not. It's it's a lot more deep than that. But it's it's a beautiful again a beautifully drawn and written book um, from Image. Spelling? Pardon? Spelling. 
E-G-O. E-G-O. It's an acronym. It's E period G period O period on the yeah. on the cover of the book. Derek sprung this thing on me. I'm doing this all from memory. Yeah, well, that's good. No. Yeah. The other one, I, and the other one. I'm trying to keep his memory sharp. Now, you're going to have to remind me of this because I'm blanking on it, is Jimmy Palmiotti's uh, latest graphic novel. Denver. Denver, if that was it. Um, about, oddly enough, uh, something that's becoming much, much, much more uh, topical these days, that uh, there was a disaster uh, on Earth where we all live. And for, for, <laughs> yeah. reasons, for, reasons, was. The, for reasons we won't get into, the seas rose. And they thought they were going to ri- rise about a couple of hundred feet, so they were all prepped for it. And they rose so high that Denver is the only city above the water. And so it's high. It's very high. And so it's all about the city. Yeah. Luckily, that ice shelf in Antarctica is perfectly safe, right? <laughs> so the, it's all about the, what ha- the changes went on in the city and how they try and keep people from just coming there because they can only, they've got a fragile system that's working, so they want all these refugees to come in. Um, but in the midst of that, it's a, very, it's a criminal uh, justice noir story. Uh, with a lot of cool action, and uh, it's an adult uh, title, so don't be picking this up for your kids. But it's a self-published, right? They're, it they're is. It is published by his uh, uh, paper, paper movies, film, paper, paper films, films, paper films. Yes, okay. publication. He's done a number of books that way. I was noticing other the other thing we have in common with all these books, with the exception now, paper films is Image, uh, the yeah. local published imprint that is nationwide imprint, but is really focusing on science fiction. You go, you're turning to Dark Horse and Boom Studios of all places for. Uh, lot of horror but uh but image is really becoming because saga's out of there and i was trying to think about other things uh picked up uh, sex criminals and uh something else from matt fraction that is uh, sci-fi so they're really becoming a sci-fi imprint yeah they, i mean they do a lot of i mean they don't build they're not building a universe and so they can do a lot of things so that don't have to affect stories. other books right right i have a surprise yes you're gonna call in nate nope did is it? Just, it's not the British woman anymore. That's right. I took it all the way Nate? out. Nate. There we go. <laughs> the sound of the phone. We're going to. We're going to make him recreate. No. So that they can if it's a, it. if it's a British woman. Let's see. Nathan. Nathan. Nathan Fillion. Is Coco? I, I could leave. Is this Coco on the phone? His dog. His French bulldog. Nate. Can you hear me? Yes. I, can, I just hear you now. Say, say hi to the audience, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Modern technology. I feel like I'm at work. Hello, say, audience. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. Do we have a time delay? I don't think so. Okay. Yes. Do you, do yes, you, we do. do we keep, we do have you, a time delay? I think it was I said hello, audience, immediately. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We heard the we, – we, we, we somewhat heard it, but, but say it again just so we can hear it. Hello, audience. There we go. Okay, there's no delay. Yay. That is Nate Costa, currently on man in Los Angeles, who normally begins the show from Valencia, California, and has actually gone to Magic Mountain once, so that was good. Yeah, just recently. Just recently. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nate, we're still talking comics, and we played a little sci-fi-oriented version of what's in the bag. Maybe Nate has a uh, favorite. Do you, you have, have a favorite f- science fiction comic, Nate? He's going to say Walking Dead. Uh, I would go with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, a little mainstream. All right. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. That's science fiction. It is. It yeah. is. And if nothing else, the, probably the most popular movie of the summer is what we're counting on. So, anyway. You've got to watch yourself a little bit, Nate. I think you're breathing on the mic. <laughs> Good 
forward. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, don't breathe for the rest of the podcast. You hold your breath until we call you, until we point at you. Noted. Yeah, all right. Uh, so I was going to talk a, a piece of news that I picked up this week. Again, sci-fi comics oriented. Uh, do you remember, Rick? I was suspecting this is a book you probably picked up, no offense, being slightly older than myself. I'm slightly older than you. The First Kingdom? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you recall it finishing? And I, I recall a ton of unread First Kingdom books that I had, and that it, that it, that it. I remember that they started it up again, and they were going to finish it, but I don't know if they actually. Well, did. here's the news. I wanted to say this. So for those not familiar, the First Kingdom was one of the first independent. Did you gra- ever read graphic it? novels? No, I was too young. Uh, my parents would not let me pick that up. It was actually own. published in individual issues. Oh, I understand that. I remember seeing it at Bill's Drugs. I was thinking about that. Another wow. bis- local business that is no longer around. Bill's Drugs, which all became CBS's. And uh, Bill's used to have, uh, on the magazine side, would be the First Kingdom. And I thought, oh, that's interesting, but it's distant. He, Jack Katz, had this sci-fi epic, which was... He was a, a contemporary of Will Eisner, and I'm trying to think who else gets mentioned in the same uh, same time. Well, I guess of course Hal Forrester would be mentioned definitely. It was definitely Hal Forrester. Yeah. It was it was told in Foster. Hal Foster. Foster. It was told in panels with no word word or thought balloons, which was unusual at that time, except for Prince Valiant. And then there was a description at the bottom of the panels as to what was going on. It was really epic because like one right. panel might be months or you know, right? Big uh, you know, big sweeping epic story which did not finish. But Titan Books, who we love because they recently brought back uh, the Anno Dracula series by Kim Newman, right. and they've taken over the publishing of Doctor Who comics, mostly prose books. So we tied it back. No, well, right. now they've got I, Doctor Who, so we tied it back to put Nate back to sleep immediately after putting. We mentioned Doctor Who within three Thank minutes you. of Nate coming, uh, and uh, so they are finished. They've got all the finish. Now Jack Katz passed away several years ago, but I, I think he actually did finish it. But it was such it was so much later than the other books that had been out, and no one noticed. And, and yeah, it was like nobody ordered it. Okay, so they're repackaging and finishing that up, and so we're very excited. To- so I, I would actually buy an omnibus of that because that was really phenomenal. It was like you had on one hand you had the caveman or the 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 tool users, and then you had like the space gods. And the, it was the, the... Sounds a lot like Jack Kirby. Yeah. Or 2001 going. So, in between comics and movies, let us talk. We have an author here. So it's close to comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> close. Ah, but an author who is actually a great nephew of a Once Upon a Time movie actor. So, there we go. Um, I just like to call it out because it's... Because Rick and I know who he is. Tom Mix, uh, the early silent film cowboy. His great nephew, Steve Mix, is here, who is not a cowboy. But uh, we were a soldier and uh, returned and have written a book called Goodbye from the Edge of Never. So uh, let us talk a little bit about it. First, talk about what the book is. Because I read the foreword. I read a story kind of tying in, but not the book itself. So um, It's kind of – well – not kind of. It's a zombie apocalypse story that takes place in Northern California, right around here. And uh, the in a panel at a convention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To and the right. um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would fully love it if one day somebody described my book as kind of uh, Star Wars from the edge of a zombie apocalypse. I've got a lot of kind of really fun characters that uh, are sort of just trying, like. It, it's the end of the world, but they're kind of trying to just sort of live and live the moment, knowing that, you know, it could be over any time. And there's a lot of comedy and a lot of action. 
Okay. I, I can't write without comedy and action. It, yeah. just, it doesn't happen. You yeah. can't live without comedy and action. No, no. Definitely, definitely not. So, uh, but in reading your forward, there was, okay, so it's set here in the Bay Area or Northern California. I think I saw a reference somewhere to the Winchester Mystery House, or yeah. I may have uh, imagined that. Um, and there does seem to be sort of like some of the characters uh, from a, uh, the short story you sent me um, may have a tenuous grip on reality at best. And so, um, what was your inspiration for doing this? Um, oh God. Your foreword tells a story, so I want to give you that chance to talk about uh, it if you can. Man, my inspiration. As, as a writer, I, I drew a lot of inspiration from, uh, I think, Tim Powers, who was able to put like, a lot of magic in like, day-to-day life. And even though I was doing like the apocalypse thing, I had to sort of draw some magic in there. And then a lot of Joss Whedon, I guess. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, I don't I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm guiding. In, in your foreword, you talked about your time recovering from injury. Oh, because you, you want to know about it, that? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. It's okay. an interesting story. Well, um, I had nine concussions in the Army total. Um, I was a paratrooper. We'll back up there. Five years in the Army. Yeah, five years in the Army. Uh, one long combat deployment, uh, 15 months. Um, I came back, uh, I had, I think, nine concussions total, including, like, a mid-air collision with uh, another paratrooper. Um, and when, uh, after my last concussion, I was just kind of recovering, and uh, I got really obsessed. Some, some people with traumatic brain injuries get weird obsessions, and I got a, a really strange one with uh, zombies and zombie culture. And I, I'm not sure what it was. Like, I was kind of dragging one of my legs around at the time, having some gross motor skill problems, and uh, I just got terribly obsessed with it. And then I just... Eating human flesh? No, not like quite. That. No, okay. <laughs> a, a little bit of brain. Better, a lot of, better, a lot of than, K rations, so. better than K rations. Yeah. Anything's okay. better than that, yes. <laughs> okay, so... And, uh... So so that kind of happened, and then when I got out of the actual military, when I, I they they finally scanned my head and decided that I had the brain of an NFL player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Steve Young retired before getting five. Yeah. Can, can that get you into the NFL? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> these days. Look at this, man. Only he's, if he's, you're in the Cowboys. Uh, okay, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had memory issues and some cognitive skill issues, so writing sort of made sense because it's it sort of everything written down, I'm good. Uh, I can double-check everything. And then about a year to the day of me getting out, uh, my dreams, my nightmares went from being like military-related to these really sort of surreal kind of zombies, sort of pseudo-monster zombie things, and they were really fun. That's the thing about it. They were, they were fun. Like, I would go to sleep oh, okay. and then wake up all excited and then go to sleep again, wake up all excited. So I kind of turned them into the novel. And, and like uh, one of my characters, Mason, who is actually a character who's named – oh, this is weird too. He's named after um, one of my buddies who died in Iraq. Mm. And then halfway through writing the novel, my son – my wife got pregnant with my son. So we named my son after Mason. So it's kind of like I brought him to life. So is is your son Mason old enough to be aware of this story? No, no. But my stepdaughter, I took her name and put it on one of the characters too, Nyla. And she is. She's nine, and and she fully plans to go and cosplay herself. (laughs) 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 And even more comical is uh, my half-sister who was separated. We've been separated for like 30 years. Um, She's author Kimberly Durding. So, um, young adult horror. 
Oh, um, I don't and know, she's going to put Nyla's name on a character, too. So Nyla's going to go cosplay herself twice. <laughs> well, is she going to do both at the same time? Because that's an awkward costume. No, when you're at a convention, might. you want to have costume changes. Yeah, you do. You absolutely right. want to be various Nyla's. So and that's interesting. I didn't know your, your half-sister's a yeah. writer as well. Do you now? Do you talk about this? Like, it's a weird you both have this inclination? It's, it's really weird because we, we were separated for literally 30 years. Like, she found me right before I left for Iraq. And um, I'm, I'm actually number one of eight. There, there's seven, seven other siblings. And uh, she was a writer, and I was like, man, I've, I've always wanted to be a writer. Like, I've, I've written, like, bits and pieces of stuff here and there, but never, like, followed through with a full novel. So she was kind of the inspiration to take that final step forward. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, good. All right. So, how about the the you know, what kind of response have you had to it now? It when did it come out? It's been uh, it's been out since I I want to say we, we planned on October, but it actually came out around December. Okay, so, so. December of two thousand thirteen. So yeah. it's been out for about five six months. And how's the reception been? We've gotten nothing but good reviews, but not enough. <laughs> so we're gonna check the de- I'm gonna check the dealer's room later uh, to see if it's there. It's not there. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> Do you have copies to sell table. here? You should. I, I only have two. I've been giving them away to other writers and stuff. Okay. So. All right. No. Yeah. All right. And uh, okay. Then then sit in here. We'll talk and feel free to jump in on anything you feel you have an opinion on. Oh, okay. oh wait, wait. I no, he's got that permission. Oh, okay. Uh, can, can I jump in on? It'll be your turn the sci-fi soon, Charles. No, actually, before it's my turn, I, I, it, it is. This is sort of important me, to, for me to say. Uh, it is Memorial Day weekend, and yeah, it's uh, actually really good I to was, have Steve. Here. I was I was raised uh, in the military. My father was a lieutenant colonel in the army. Uh, served two tours in Vietnam, and uh, has really taught me the appreciation of what Memorial Day means and what our service members do to us. For do us. for us. For no, us. Do us. <laughs> let me. Let me. Let if me you a... snap, Steve, go for him. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but but it's it is important to me to say on this weekend, thank you very much. No, oh, for you're everything welcome. you've done for us. Thank you. I think it's also worth noting that the charity that Bacon has chosen this year uh, for their charity auction is the USO. Oh, great! And so, if you have a chance, I think they're doing another charity auction tomorrow. Or, Oh, at 2 p.m. Okay. Well, okay. well so right should, when we started. Should. All right. So should okay. this go out I, there and anyone in the military accidentally find us entertaining, we, we're grateful for <laughs> that. We're, very, we're grateful very for that. But, yeah, go ahead. Wait, They're just cosplayers um, with live animation. Sci-fi comics. Okay, kind yeah. of a weird. It, it's not necessarily a sci-fi comic. It's strange. Um, Stan Sakai. The Yusai yes, Yusai Jimbo, yeah. yeah. He's doing a, a new, I think it's a six-series miniseries called, um, I want to say Senso or something. But it's uh, his take on War of the Worlds. So, like, it's the middle of a Yusagi Ojimbo samurai bunny battle, and uh, <laughs> aliens come down. That sounds awesome. I, it does sound... Is that... <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Chris Garcia, do you know what this is? I have only heard that it's out. I haven't seen it at all. Okay. So, uh, Stan Sakai, which is also a creator we want to support, because he's had a terrible run of, of uh, luck. Like, uh, his grandchildren... Uh, were uh, have gotten very very ill. I think one unfortunately passed away. His wife was in a car accident. They've lost all kinds of things. But he's been he's one of those guys. He's been in in the comics business for 
decades. And as we mentioned, his best-known work is Usagi Yojimbo, who is the samurai rabbit. He does a funny animal retelling of... But told mostly straight. Yes, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those that it's like it just happens to be funny animals right. is the style, but it's a, but it's a very serious story. Uh, although I do believe I think he had an action figure with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He so, did. They yeah. had a cross. Oh, yeah. Did it so, a crossover? I think I have that somewhere. So uh, so I now he's I telling it with somewhere. War of the Worlds. That's 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 amazing. So all right, cool. So be, yes, feel free to jump in on things like this at all times. That's good. Uh, we want to take this moment to go. What did you call this now? This is life advice from the Zorlak. Mm. We, we need theme music and like uh, soft soft lens on. Nate, me are you are you are you with us for? Do theme you want to try something off the cuff, Nate? Sure, let's do it. Life advice for the Zorlak. Go. Life advice from the door like. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, <laughs> we'll I understand it. what uh, what you were talking about earlier about you, the no harmonies. Yes, yes, uh, uh, yes. Uh, almost anti melodic, melodic, really. Uh, but that's all right. He's ours. So uh, yeah, in in this, which actually started at Baycon six years ago, was again a question about continuity, a question about something that's going on in 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 mostly as I would say comics based. Kind of film and television. Something that's been bothering you. How can we reconcile something? Uh, and if you ask a question, and whether I can come up with a decent answer or not, we have a stack of things that you could choose from to take a swag from. So the this. earlier questions get the biggest choices. All right. So we have like here an actual uh, Judge Dr- Mega City One badge from the last Dread film. Uh, the thirteen episode two disc uh, first half of. Beware the Batman, which they rumored they're going to show the second half any day. We now. should really uh, identify the, the the producers of these. You know, like oh, okay. well, when, this, you, when you do it, this like, would be a, like they do on game shows. And sure, stuff. sure, but you know, I don't know. Uh, my eyes are too bad to tell me. I think Lionsgate it says ma- made in China. From Lionsgate. No. Lionsgate had dread. Uh, this is of course from Warner Home Video. Batman, Beware the Batman, which is the CG, uh, which almost photorealistic sets yes. with uh, action figure kind of design. Very, uh, very working, stylized. Working on it. Um, from I don't know who the publisher is. Uh, gallery books. Uh, the the I believe it's, this is the latest Diablo novel, Storm of Light, and uh, back from because it's being revived from uh, Elusive Arts Entertainment. Now it's becoming Illogical Associates Entertainment. Uh, the first volume of Dorothy, which is a CG, uh, which is a photoshopped, photorealistic uh, sci- uh, sci-fi version of Wizard of Oz. Really crazy imagery in there. Yeah, so interesting stuff. So I thought I'd bring these down. If any of these appeal to you, ask a question. If they don't appeal to you, still ask a question because silence We're all about information dispersion. There's only so much silence we can edit out. I saw a hand already. Why is the movie why is why, why is, is the <laughs> new movie of Godzilla getting such good reviews, Derek? Can, can I answer that one? Yeah, go well. Yeah, you all right. Because, because I did say because I did. Teach. We should all answer oh. it. Yes, <laughs> it's a panel. So go ahead. You give your answer. I'll give mine. You get all the way My down. answer is well. I, I liked a lot of the I liked a lot of the old Godzillas. Watch the black and white stuff. But sure. the the last Americanized Godzilla mm-hmm. is the reason <laughs> that the new Godzilla is doing so well. You mean are you referring to Cloverfield or No 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 No, no. The the Matthew Broderick yes. uh, the the Roland Emmerich uh should not have been allowed to make another film again, uh, Godzilla. Um 
Oh, you mean that Taco Bell movie? Yes, the ta- That's right. He's as big as this taco. Um, and uh, yeah, it's interesting because the other question that goes with that not only is it successful, but you know that the director this week, Gareth Edwards, was announced as being the first director of the next spin-off Star Wars film after Episode Seven. Oh, that'll work. So he's on schedule for uh, 2016's. Whatever it may be, whether Boba Fett, uh, young Yoda, because we've always wondered what would happen with Teen Yoda. <laughs> Likely out of the continuity of the teenage next trilogy. Well, well, yes, 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 Ninja Yodas, oh my lord. Um, I think I think we need to make a t-shirt at T-Fury now. Does anybody draw here? Um, and uh, uh, so anyway, that, that you know... Because I, I'm sort of with you, is that I know I have not seen Monsters, which is his first film, which people tell me is really good, but a very low-budget take on a similar concept. Um, but I sort of felt like this movie wasn't enough of anything that I wanted it to be. Uh, so I, I think partially it's because there's a whole new generation discovering Godzilla. You know, it, it, it's sort of, I, I call it the G.I. Joe effect. Uh, mm. A generation that, because they love G.I. Joe, bought it for their kids. Just why Transformers keeps doing well is that parents are going, oh, no, I play with Transformers. So you've got to play with Transformers too, but not that one because that one's valuable. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's... Stay away from my Micronauts. <laughs> oh! Uh, yeah, so I want to actually, you know, oddly enough, that's another acknowledgement. The creator of G.I. Joe passed away last week. Mm. And so, uh, you know, was, and I, the thing that, uh, that was saddest about it for me was that that, that 12 inch figure originally retailed for $4. Mm. Yeah. I just want to imagine a time when I could buy a really cool action figure like that. You could also buy a dress shirt for $4 back <laughs> then. Mm. Mm. Or a dress. Uh, or a dress, <laughs> but not for your G.I. Joe. That would be wrong, Charles. Oh, so well, anyway. Fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, God, you know, so, I mean, that's the thing. Is I think that's a generational thing. And, and what's happened with film. For me, is it's the first weekend of hype. Everybody goes out because it's a social event. We've all got to be able to say say it. And unfortunately, what that translates into in, in the studio's minds is, well, it made money because everybody wanted to see it. It doesn't matter what the quality is because three weeks later, they've already decided when they're going to release it on Blu-ray or now digital. You know, First, they're going to put it on digital on demand a month before they even do that. So that's all that matters is are we talking about it? And so we are. So it works. Right now. We're going to see Godzilla 2, and I hope that Godzilla 2 has something more fun than the Mutos, uh, or maybe does something cool with Monarch, like gives them uniforms. Uh, that's all I want, was like something like out of a Jerry Anderson when he said, we're with a secret military operation called Monarch. I, I wanted it to be Captain Scarlet. You know? I just wanted I, to have I, twin I girls spectrum. in there somewhere. And absolutely, were little tiny. twin singing. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's twins. what it was. It wasn't crazy to me. And that was that was what was missing for me was it was just not crazy. I wanted it to be crazy. So should we go to Nate now? Nate, what do you think? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and we've really sold it, haven't we? I I think it 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 hit the balance on everything you want in a Godzilla movie without without going crazy. I think I would have liked to have a little more crazy in it, but the idea one of the crazy one of the, one of the insane things that they do is they have all these commercials for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks about you know they give you a, a shot of Godzilla and you know what what it's all about and then the first third of the movie they're trying to figure out what is this thing and you know, like 
and everyone in the audience is going, it's a giant green monster. Yeah, yeah we already know. <laughs> we figured it out. What's wrong with you? But it was at least better than the standing in the middle of a footprint, which yeah. is what Roland Emmerich did exactly. to uh, Matthew Broderick in, in the greatest acting job Matthew Broderick ever did. Standing in the middle of a footprint going... What is this? What? What? Could what? Could possibly be? <laughs> What's so, in the print? Well, okay. You were so, <laughs> and I, I know you didn't like the, the the monsters, but it was a good it was a good fight from the standpoint of Godzilla against two. Oh no, it was a good huge. It was a good fight. I just didn't like the design. Yeah, it was I, too much Independence Day and Starship. Troopers. Did you realize that the threat was the same as in the Broderick movie? Because in the Broderick movie, we find out what, that Godzilla was a... bad scripting? No, the Godzilla... <laughs> beyond quality. <laughs> okay. We find out that Godzilla is actually a female and right. lays eggs and we're right. trying to Right, okay, well, there you go. And okay. that, was, that was the threat on the... on the And then allowing Godzilla to be our savior. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because because that Godzilla movie was just we got, we Jurassic Park. We got the Park. Ghidra Godzilla at the end. That's what I want, a three-headed monster. Give me... Give not me, not Ghidra, a Gamera. Gamera. Gamera is what I wanted. Uh, give yes, me, I want the turtle. Yeah. Uh, Turtles owned by a different company cannot be. They cannot actually team up. But what about Rodan? Rodan can. Yes, right. they are. That's a Toho. We're okay yeah. with that. How very capitalistic that that it's it's entirely about uh, about who owns which monster. Yes. Well, that's why you can't have a Superman Spider Man movie, or a Spider Man. It's the same thing in, jo- in Japan. That's the yeah. It's the yeah. same. It's in Japan. There's a separate Gamera was set up by a different company. To compete with the Godzilla movies, but we, is the way Americans do. It's all just one. We made a gumbo out of it, and we think they're all the same. But, but Gamera but was not. actually much more slated towards the kids. Gamera yes. was the friendly turtle yeah. who well, saved us. Well, a spinning, us. a right. spinning atomic turtle. What's <laughs> what's how, friendly how much more family that? friendly? <laughs> could you? The dialogue is Gamera loves children. <laughs> yes, and the yeah. yes. What? I don't think so. No, that's that's owned by a different company. Right. But you right. can watch it on Netflix. So, uh, so we should hit Charles. Did you see the movie? Oh yeah, people have often wanted to hit Charles. Uh, my, my, all of my family except me has seen it. But the the feedback that I've gotten from it is that what the, what my son most enjoyed about it was the uh, the perspective shots. The from a filming point of view that it it wasn't the, that wide and in, in encompassing shot of every the mass long destruction. The, the, the WWF fighters coming at each other right. across the mountains. It, it wasn't the rubber the rubber monster jumping through you know a very small version of an I Amsterdam that. you know. And, and to me, I'm like, that's kind of what I liked. I wanted to see, I want to yeah. see him sideswipe side the the Golden Gate Bridge and totally rip it apart and throw it over at the yeah. the Coit Tower. But uh, but he enjoyed the fact that it was it was the, the perspective gave you lots of uh, miniature moments of going by here and going by there, sort of back to the the what is that thing? While you're going, I've been watching these movies forever. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what that thing is. What <laughs> catch up to the rest of the class. Uh, but he really enjoyed it. So now there you go cool. for a new generation. That's, right, that's the thing. So, so what do you want? What prize would you, you like? You get to pick. Well, I, I like the Dorothy one, or I would take the copy of your book that you did not. Yeah. Oh. 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 Well done. Oh. She's a wheeler dealer. Well done. Well done. Well played. So she chose a copy of, uh, of uh, Goodbye Good- from the Edge of Forever. Goodbye from the Edge of Never. Never. Now, is Never. he going to sign that for her? I will. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Man. Nice. All right, Stephen Mix. Excellent. Okay. And identify yourself. You are? I'm Bernice Smith. Bernice Smith. Thank you for playing our game, Bernice. And and sign this release form. Uh, We now own you for our own (laughs) film adaptation. Uh, No, okay. Uh, You may not do any movies with Gamera. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. You are now you are now stuck with us. Yeah, that's that's all right. Um, so well, let's move into into movies because the big thing. Just a time check here. We, we have are. thirty minutes left. Okay, that is, we're, I'm I'm keeping to only like one or two topics for each one because gotcha. we, we go up on this uh, on on movies this week. The world is rock, which actually then moves into television. That there's trouble at Marvel Studios. And right here in Marvel Studios. Yeah. There. Right here in Marvel Studios. Uh, yeah, that okay. rhymes with an M and that starts with. <laughs> which which rhymes with D, stop. which rhymes with C, which rhymes with. They're never going to get a movie off the ground, oh, so I don't know why I'm bothering. Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, that Marvel Studios, after uh, after Edgar Wright, who was the man who did the Cornetto trilogy, uh, that would be Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and most recently, The World's End, as well Scott as Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, has been working on as his pet project the adaptation of Marvel's Ant-Man for about eight years. And then after working on this as his dream project for eight years on Friday on a long weekend when they hoped no one would pay attention, Marvel and he politely released, well, Marvel released it, uh, a press release saying we, he has walked away with a, for artistic differences. After eight years, they just noticed that uh, while they've cast it, they're actually productions about to un- go underway. And they have had him walk away. Joss Whedon responded by posting a photo of himself holding up a cornetto, which is like the drumstick. So in solidarity, uh, the ice cream treat for those uh, Americans, uh, right? And it, I can't remember what the I think it is drumstick, and the the brand is it's the, is the in America. Is yeah, it? it's a drumstick. It is a drumstick, the same yeah. thing. Uh, but uh, So he held up a Cornetto. James Gunn, who is the writer-director of Guardians of the Galaxy, said, oh, it's just like you have two real, really great friends you love who you want them to work as a couple, and, and you just see all the reasons they don't work, and they finally have to just move along, move away from each other. Uh, so he was very politic about it. And we were trying to figure out. I think you, you had commented, oh, so, you know, the Marvel just wants to maintain... They're at a point of success where now it's almost like, are we afraid to take risks, or is the wrong person? This happens. To take credit to, for this success? happens to big companies, uh, small companies that get big all the right, time. Right, and then we get phantom product menace. lines that get get big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I, that's I why hope I, we don't get phantom menace. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Antum menace. Uh, so uh, you know, it's still moving forward. He gets small through the use of metachlorine. Mini chlorians, please. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, Pym particles because Michael Douglas is playing Hank Pym and Paul Rudd is still playing Scott Lang, and it's somehow going to tie into the Avengers. We just don't know. And that part made sense. Was yeah. you know, it's possible that Edgar Wright's vision was very different from from the continuity, and yet the question I would have in a Marvel in a Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, does it all have to be tied in? Since Disney is doing the animated Big Hero Six. Uh, which is ba- actually based on X uh, Men spinoff, right. but uh, that's their clever way of getting around not being able to do the X Men. So they're animating this little spinoff that doesn't appear to be an X Men movie. And um, but the thing that flipped that turns into television is the same. And then just a few hours later, it was revealed that that Drew Goddard, who was announced as a producer and showrunner of the Netflix Daredevil television series, has also walked off. Though that seems to be more amicable. In that he was also scheduled to uh, write and direct the Sinister Six for Sony in the Spider-Man universe, so it may be more likely he's staying on as like a consulting. They're, they're producer. really they're really saying it's Spider-Man three colon Sinister Six. No, no, amazing. Just? No, it's amazing. Spider-Man three will be in two years. Sinister Six is feeling. Sony wants to do a movie a year set in the Spider-Man. Universe. So they're going to have a Sinister Six without Spider-Man. That's right. 
Go ahead, ask me how I think that's going to work. As long as it's not the Superman 4 of Spider-Man movies. <laughs> Sinister, I think that's the subtitle. Sinister 6, The Quest for Peace. Um, the Quest for a Piece of the Box Office is what it is. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting and controversial. People are still debating and figuring that out. And uh, They're going to explain why Spider-Man's just not around in this movie? Because um, yeah. he was... Busy. I, I, I think that we should give the uh, the next prize to the best answer from the audience for why Spider-Man will not <laughs> well, be around. Well, that's a good idea. I like that. So what's, right. what's the reason why Spider-Man's not around in the Center 66 movie? Finals week. Finals <laughs> week. Finals week is a good answer. <laughs> uh, I got him invalidated it because he graduated at the beginning of two. Uh, he's going to say uh, an emo Oh, okay, okay. College finals. Co- a college final. If he goes to college. He could be doing uh, Anyone got a better one than college finals? He's being possessed by Doc Ock. Uh, the hard to do because they haven't introduced Doc Hawk, Doc Ock in this. Or Doc Hawk. Doc Hawk would that'd be an awesome <laughs> character. <laughs> All right, once again, we've copyrighted that. Okay, yes. They did show Doc Hawk's uh, uh, metal arms. And yes, they did. That's funny how we're all now saying Doc Hawk. We can't say. What is it? He was busy spinning a web. He was busy spinning a web. And Chris Garcia? Obviously, he was attending a Marvel Universe film well, that they one, don't seem to like that one. That's, uh, <laughs> that that kind of went over like most of what I say most of the time. I think. Uh, I think. I, I think. What do you I think? I'm going to give college finals. Actually. I think college finals is probably makes the most sense finals. to me. What They're would you all like? Worthy efforts. They were, but Dorothy. You want Dorothy? All right. And who doesn't? There you go. Oh, I met her. No. Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't say that. It's a high maintenance Dorothy. She was high maintenance Dorothy. But uh, yes, that should be uh, actually then it, that'll be continued very soon. They they swear uh, from Illogical Associates. Uh, so uh, and if you're listening, Mark uh, Mark Anthony Masterson, you're welcome. All right. So uh, let's talk about why we've got uh, Charles here because we're going to why television. The heck do we have Charles here? I don't know, but no, I do know why because you are dressed <laughs> as Mal because. Uh, it, for those here... Stand up for the people who oh, didn't see you earlier. I'll take yeah, off yeah, my take headphones. Take off your headphones first. And I can say, probably about 50% of Fanboy Planet's readership and... I don't know about the podcast, but at least the readership is... Uh, <laughs> there we go. Is San Francisco Bay Area based. We have an international following, uh, but that's like three people in Thailand. I like and, the shoes. Uh, <laughs> I like your shoes, but where did you get those shoes? Uh, I actually invented these myself. I got a pair of goth uh, black shoes from a, uh, a you know just one of those shops you get them at right. on the trip, and then I got uh, red and brown spray paint and threw them on the back of my pickup truck and just nailed them. Wow, uh, those so, are awesome shoes. Thank you, thank you. They're they're then as the spray paint comes off, the black shows through, and, they and that look, doesn't spoil the effect at all. It's just no, no, no. It adds to it. Looks in like fact, dirt. Uh, well, well, all right then, Charles. Now we we know what we know how what you I made the like. costume, what exactly. you look like. Why are you dressed this way? Why what are you am representing? I dressed as Mal? Uh, there's a there's an organization. Let me pause for a second so you can edit out my blubbling. Blah 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 blah. Stop doing that so we can edit it out. Oh, sorry. Right. Uh, I'm here. Uh, now I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> he and fell right into my trap. Damn, Derek, you do this to me all the time. It's why you have me on. <laughs> you do it to yourself. Well, yes, I but just I, enjoy it. I do enjoy the help. Uh, I'm here representing Peers, which is uh, period event entertainment. Um, there we go. Uh, re- recreation is the word I was looking Society. for. Society. Society. Yes. Oh, I'll talk into the mic, and now now I can really say it. So uh, we're a, we're a dance organization, believe it or not. Uh, if you like to dance, if you like to do ballroom dancing, you know, a little tango, a little waltz, a little uh, 
a little swing. You really enjoy that sort of thing, country dance. Uh, not so much in the way of line dancing and that sort of country dance, but like English country dance and set dances. Uh, we get together once a month, and we like to put a spin on it. There's about three or four really good organizations throughout the Bay Area that encourage people to, uh, to, uh, to learn classic dance. But uh, what we do is, is we pick a theme, and uh, this particular theme this time around is Space Cowboys. Uh, we don't exactly have uh, a, a, the rights to, to, you know, actually tie it into anything that might have to do with people who like to wear brown coats uh, and uh, like to uh, take care of themselves in, 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 in the, the fashion that we'd like to put the name to it. Right. But uh, we get together, and what we do is we create an event. So if, if you're familiar with a, a small show that was out for a while uh, – Fox put it out, I think. It was... Uh, Fringe. Gilligan's Island. Uh, something like that, yes. yes. Um, Sleepy Hollow. There's a particular event in there that uh, is referred to as Shindig. And uh, what we've done is, in the past, we've done this event a few times. We've had a really good time with it, where Sir Warwick uh, throws a ball, and uh, we all attend. And we recreate the event. Many people show up as the characters. I believe the last time that we did a Space Cowboys ball, we had... Upwards of 15 mouths, uh, 30 Kaylees. Which is awkward. It is. It's a little bit difficult to talk to myself uh, because I never get, <laughs> get a word in edgewise. edgewise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just Jinx. like that. Buy me a Coke later. All right. Uh, so this time around, what we've decided to do is we've taken the, uh, the Firefly uh, verse and uh, looked at what would happen perhaps a year or two after the movie has finished. After uh, everything has been sort of settled into a whole new area where... You know, things are starting to get a little more equal, where the uh, the corporations don't have the control that they had before. The central pan- pl- planets have lost their power. And uh, so Sir Warwick is throwing another ball. And uh, we get to see all of the characters that uh, you've come to know and love, with the exception of the ones that Joss, in his infinite wisdom, you know, ran through with a spike. Right, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be some of them there anyway, and we'll find a way to make that work. Um uh, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun interaction. Uh, I know we have some things planned for uh, Saffron to arrive with a, with a few new plots and plans and twists. Uh, we have uh, Atherton, uh, Atherton's younger brother is coming back for vengeance to reclaim the honor of his uh, family. But uh, it, it's really more, the entire event is really so much more about coming, enjoying, uh, showing off your costumes, playing in them, interacting with each other, and having a good time. And this is all just sort of spice on, uh, on the meal. Right. Let's uh, preview a bit because of the plot. You were on a couple of months ago because we had the Gotham City black and white ball, which is right. every other year. Has it been or is popular enough? Are we going to make this an annual it's, thing? It's, we, never, we never promise that anything will be repeated. Uh, we try to, to offer new things each time around so that we have an opportunity to go. We do things from historical uh, into the uh, fantasy and science fiction realms as well. Uh, but we, we do follow trends, and we like to listen to our, uh, our followers and say, what would you like to see have happen next? Oftentimes, we get repeat balls. This is one of them that we've seen a strong following that has said, you know, please, could we, could we have another Space Cowboys ball? Okay. So, for example, things will happen at this. There'll be, there'll be events happening during, between the characters. Sure. Because at, at the black and white ball, the Gotham black and white ball, there were some, 
shenanigans? <laughs> can you can you well, tell us what happened? I mean, we had because we, we weren't we, able to too. go. Yeah, we know well, the we, Joker was there. We know I the saw Joker photos. was there, but he promised to behave. Uh, I saw photos that said he lied. Yeah, the uh, uh, the Joker surprise. did not be- be- behave at uh, Bruce Wayne's black and white ball. In fact, the Joker found a way to win the uh, the online auction for a date with Bruce Wayne. And uh, upon winning, he immediately came... Grant Morrison just squeed. Running forward, leapt into my arms, because I was Bruce Wayne for the evening, and uh, climbed up onto my shoulders and said that I had just made him the happiest woman on earth. Um, <laughs> so shenanigans do often ensue. Uh, the, the primary focus of the evening is to enjoy yourselves, have a good time, and dance. And, uh, you know, we, we, we take people who are uh, absolute fantastic professional ballroom dancers right on down to people who have never danced before in their lives. And if you just stand there and smile, someone will walk up to you and say, would you like to dance? Well, I don't know how. That's all right. <laughs> Come right. on out here and try. And it's uh, this this one is uh, is going to be next Saturday. Is that it's going to be on the 7th? The 7th. Yeah, okay. June 7th. June 7th. And uh, we have actually our new location, which is Ooh. at the, uh, the Alameda Elks Lodge, which if you've ever been to the Alameda Elks Lodge, it is an absolutely gorgeous ballroom. Uh, there are two levels that we're operating on on this one. Uh, we have the, the downstairs parlor is a very lovely Victorian-esque uh, mm-hmm. parlor style thing. But when you go up to the ballroom, uh, it's fantastic. There's a, there's a, there's a beautiful um, stained glass ceiling structure and you know opulent furnishings and it, it looks like the sort of place that uh, Sir Warwick and Lady Harrow would uh, would absolutely make sure that they presented the finest opportunity to uh, to enjoy yourselves in all right so is there a website people can go to for why yes I'm glad you asked there is uh, if you go to uh, to peersdance.org that's p-e-e-r-s dance.org uh, you'll find our entire season and uh, specifically the Saturday June 7th ball uh, doors are going to open at uh, 6.45. We do dance lessons for newbies who are, just want to know, and oh, no, wait, I want to come and show up, but I don't want to look foolish out there. So you can show up early. Dance lessons begin at 7. Formal dancing begins at 8. And we carry right on through until about midnight and then send everyone on their way. Excellent. Excellent. And I'm going to tie it back to comics just to say, if you're interested as well, you know, we didn't mention the sci-fi, the Dark Horse is actually does have a miniseries, so later this summer there will be a trade paperback of uh, the uh, Serenity continuation called Leaves on the Wind. Oh, excellent. Which and picks up after the movie. Which, oh, yes, is, what it is how, it's, how it's stabilizing, so there'll be your version and then Joss's version. Well, and we do have, I mean, a lot of the, uh, we have a lot of fans within our group, and, uh, and many people are, are chiming in right now. We do a great deal of collaboration together as a group to, uh, to offer up everybody an opportunity, and, and some of our, our deeper fans have said, now this is sort of where leaves on the wind is going do we want to include that do right. we want to yeah and, you know but so. you couldn't know you can't because it's not done so we understand right. that so that's interesting and then uh october will be is it are we having a ball du vampire again uh, there will be a uh, the ball du vampire is our, our sort of crowning jewel of peers that happens uh, the first weekend of november and uh that one you can take anything from a comic book style to a science fiction style to a to a classic history vampire ghoul whatever you'd like to be uh, and that one is always sold out, uh, usually about three weeks in advance. Dick Cheney? Are you allowed to be Dick Cheney? Uh, uh, well, we're looking for vampires, not ghouls. Well, okay. Uh, right. But how, you're, you, know, you're you just more... said you said it was okay. Okay, okay. it yeah, is. Yeah. You can be whomever you want. We will accept you for okay. whomever you arrive. Thank you. As. It's, it's accepting. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good. Well, I'll look forward to that. Thank you, Charles. Uh, and uh, so, so something going to plot? I, I don't. All right. Anyway, uh, so let's. Uh, do we have any? Uh, have another question? I'll take another pause there. Ah, yes. There we go. Um, so, what's the news about that upcoming 
Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Called uh, so it's eight months later, and it's called Time. Nate, help me here. Remind me, was it Times End? Times End. Uh, what What is the up the the upcoming Marvel reboot? We hinted at it at the beginning. Jonathan Hickman that was at the Diamond Retailer Summit last weekend. Um, times End, End of Time. They're going to jump forward eight months because a year would be too even and keep us on our on our toes. Um, Nate's looking it up right now. I know he will be. That's good. In the meantime, I shall vamp. And uh, whatever this event is, it was announced last week. And Marvel promises we we know this is uh, Marvel's 75th anniversary, though not under that name. But they they they, they had to do something to compete with uh, Batman uh, having his 75th birthday, which by the way is July 23rd, uh, which is also mine. So I'll accept gifts on Batman's uh, behalf. Uh, first night of Comic Con this year, and uh, so. All they know is it's going forward eight months in time in the Avengers. They said, we're going to do something that's never been done in the history of the Marvel Universe before. And so many people are taking that to mean they're going to reboot. Because they've never done that. DC uh, does that uh, whenever they have an allergic reaction and sneeze. Time runs out. Time runs out. Ah. Time runs out. So the last year or so it has been, as a result of Age of Ultron, that time is wonky and things are weird in in the Marvel Universe. So, uh, And the other thing, which I forgot to mention, is that just yesterday Brian Michael Bendis posted a a picture of the cover of a new all-new X-Men that's based on the first appearance of Kitty Pride in X-Men. It says, it says, welcome Miles Morales to the X-Men. So the ultimate Spider-Man from the Ultimate Universe is coming over, which has been rumored for a while, too. So everything's merging. I you think that... What? what? I don't like that at all because I don't want to start reading X-Men now. <laughs> okay. And that's the problem. Sorry, Nate. You're going to read all new X Men, and so you know if that's what's happening. But we don't know for sure. We but it, it does coincide as well with uh, this would be the 30th anniversary in 2015 of Crisis on Infinite Earths. So it was Marvel kind of preemptively doing something big and universe shattering at the same time that DC was going to do something big and universe shattering. Literally, except, except again, they do DC does that so often uh, that. It's it's not an event to us anymore. Yes. You know, it'll go. What it may do is they may actually revert to versions of the characters that people like. It's like the post Christmas sale <laughs> at DC. <laughs> Wouldn't you? How many would you? How many of you who follow comics right now would love to blow up the new Fifty Two? I would. All right. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, we got a few. And Steve, beforehand, you were talking about that. How you were a Green Lantern fan in the army. Yeah. Yeah. One of my army buddies got me into it, and. Uh, I, I loved. I, I followed it all the way through Blackest Night. Flashpoint was didn't really involve the lanterns that much, but it was okay. And then New Fifty. Now it's like they've just destroyed the house that Jeff Johns built. Right, and so we're saying, you know, there, there it is. Talk about, you know, we need to. Maybe that's our that's our uh, campaign to DC is to you know forget about you know what politically is happening with not supporting our troops. DC is directly hurting our troops by making Green Lantern suck. Okay, we, so, need, we need to get you a prize. So <laughs> yes. Which of the prizes you want? Oh, core for the core. What do you want, Ash? All right, the Judge Dread Badge. That is what I would have taken. And did we, did right we, get, did we get recognition for who this, this is? This is Ashley Fakava. Ashley Fakava, who comes every year to the Bacon uh, Family, Family Planet. Planet podcast. So it was great. Thank you, I think, Ashley. I think applause to Ashley. Yes. yes. And this guy had his hand up at the same time, but it was you, you didn't say, so he really should be able to go. Related to with the, the 
So the 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 question is whether or not so Nate, we're, we too, approve yeah. of the fact that the television show, the Shield television show, and potentially other television shows are linked into the larger movie events. Yeah, and how they affect each other. How will they how will they affect the continuity between each other? Will they stick together? No, well, as well, they one already universe? they already yeah. have. Yeah. Okay. They, so been, which we saw was fantastic. That unfortunately that meant that no one watched the first half of the Shield series, and because they were lying, they knew they were lying. That they were setting up a false enemy uh, because they couldn't reveal a phantom enemy, a, not a phantom menace. Would you? Uh, yeah, uh, that, no, uh, I most certainly will not. They they they, <laughs> they, they had to set that up uh, because they couldn't reveal that the ca- that Captain America, the Winter Soldier, no spoilers at this point, right? Uh, is that revealed that Hydra had been part of Shield all along? So then what? Yes. Or at least for a very long time. For a very long time. Well, <laughs> uh, it actually made sense. I, I loved that aspect of it, that Operation Paperclip, which not only was that a real historical event, but was also a key point in X-Files, which maybe we're going to turn X-Files into, uh, into the Marvel Universe. It's not going to happen. Uh, but it would still be nice. And, and a callback, again, a storyline Jonathan Hickman took I, in you know, his but, you know, but guess what? I researched that. Yeah. Brian Michael Bendis started it. That's Bendis started the book. Hickman but, and Bendis was out after a few but issues. But he plotted it. That's why, that's why Hickman didn't get credit in the movie, because it's Bendis's I story. understand. But he wrote the, the lion's share of that storyline. I'm sure. Uh, so, if anybody did. And, uh, no, that, that's true. But, but, but that's neither here nor there at this point. Credit is... Then they had, you know, then they tied that in. So next year, we know, all right, Shield's got to rebuild. They're going to have an interconnected continuity with Agent Carter. It will go half a season, and then Agent Carter will have eight episodes going back to 1946 and showing Haley Atwell founding Shield with Howard Stark. And my only fear there is I don't want to keep doing a. Inter- interact, interlocked seasons like that where, oh, modern day S.H.I.E.L.D. has this problem. How did they solve it back in 1947? Let's just spend two months talking about that. Um, I'm hoping that they'll, that they won't be so, so inter- interlocked. Um, but as for the rest of it, I mean, you know, who knows? We've got, uh, I, again, talking to somebody last night who saw the end of Captain America and said, I, I didn't know who um, the uh, who the twins, twins were at the end of Winter Soldier and how it came up was also because somebody then asked me, you know, they saw Days of Future Past and I won't say that there's a, a, a tag at the end of Days of Future Past that re- that goes right into the next film but if you're not an X-Men fan you have no idea what that's about. But the same thing was if you're not a Captain America, if you're not a comics fan seeing Baron Str- Strucker who hadn't appeared before Right. Yeah, Baron von Strucker. But they had done the announcement of the casting. The, the, yeah, if you paid attention to that. We right. do, of right, course. Right. You know, again, let's be careful in our in our nerd bubble. We're you know, I, I wait for my son to tell me what's going right. on. Right. We hang out with people that know all this stuff. So the rest of the world is like, what? I mean, a favorite. We, when we it's, watched, getting, it's getting it's on the second page of the Mercury more often than not. Now. Yeah, but my favorite moment last week, Rick and I went to see a press screening in San Francisco of X-Men Days of Future Past. And People shuffling out because they made this announcement. They said, "All right, if you're a critic here, remember that you're not allowed to post anything till Friday." You can say you liked it. You can say you liked it, but you can't say why. You can't give any details on Facebook. <laughs> nothing. And I heard this woman <laughs> stop, and she turns and she goes, 
We had all these people here who could tell us. We have to wait till Friday to find out who that was at the end. Which which reminded me of seeing Avengers. Same thing. When Thanos appeared at the end of Avengers, somebody next to me was like, all right, why is everybody giggling? (laughs) Yeah. It's like... I, 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 I felt that way. I was like, "Who's yeah. who's the guy?" And you what texted me, right? Yeah. Isn't it like who like was Der- that? <laughs> Derek, the only person in the world I know who can answer any question about these strange, so, marvelous things. Yeah. I, I love that 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 tie-in. My fear is that you know, as long as it doesn't turn what to me happened with Iron Man two, was that Iron Man two was one long setup for Thor instead of being what's actually happening with Iron Man. And, you know, tell me a good Iron Man story, which three overcame. And then, again, I have to recommend, if you haven't got the Blu-ray and watched Thor The Dark World, it's almost worth getting for the short film, which is actually a sequel to Iron Man 3, called All Hail the King, uh, which deals with Ben Kingsley as the as the fake Mandarin in prison. Um, I wish I, could, I can't give away the spoiler. No, you can't. But it's a fantastic, and, and, it, and it even goes back to Iron Man 2. But you've done a great commercial and, for and it. Also the fact oh, it's, that so it's wonderful. The Haley Atwell... Uh, Agent Carter, Agent yeah. Carter. So Agent Carter was actually prefaced on the Iron Man three disc, right. right? That's that's where that was. So you got to not only do you have to watch the movies, you have to get the DVDs or find someone who has them just to, to watch, watch the, the Marvel one shots because the Marvel one shots are now getting tighter and tighter into continuity and actually you know tying it. So you know there's a rumor. Who knows what's going to happen in Guardians of the Galaxy, which will tie into again if you know comics, you know that one of the members of Guardians of the Galaxy is an adopted daughter of Thanos. So, of course, it's going to tie in, but most people don't know that. I would know? be one of most people. So, yes, we think it's a positive thing. Absolutely. That there's continuity. And that I lived long enough to have it happen. <laughs> because because <laughs> you're hard-pressed to find the continuity between Batman v. Superman, Dawn of, Dawn Justice. of Justice, and Arrow. Although, no, they haven't decided that yet. Internally, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find the continuity there. In, internally, all they have to do is say in Starling, they have to do on an episode of, of Arrow, they have to have Starling City some, like rocked by what happened in Metropolis. And, you know, they can respond because we don't know when that happened in time. And, and that's how confused DC or Warner Brothers. I don't blame the people at DC because when Man of Steel came out, every creator at DC said, we told them not to kill Zod. We did not like that decision. And that's even Jeff Johns, the chief creative officer, arguing with one of his best friends, David Goyer, saying that's a stupid, stupid decision. But So I don't think they have the power that Marvel has a nice you know, interaction. But they haven't decided internally if Arrow and The Flash are going right. to be – are they just going to take Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell and put them into Justice League, which is following right up on, or not? Because everybody loves Arrow. Green Arrow's become the one of their best-selling books because of that show. And you want to spring another version of Green Arrow in? No, they want him. You know? So, we'll see what happens there. Would you would you like a completely out of continuity Batman? Uh, <laughs> or you I mean, you have your choice. Or a Diablo uh, or a Diablo novel. Maybe how I felt. And your name is Chris Castro. Chris, thanks so Chris much. Castro. Thanks Thank for you, playing. Chris. <laughs> All right. Um, and we're almost we're getting, there's there's a blonde girl in the back. Five minutes. Oh, okay. I figured that's ah, she's giving time. The, I, yeah, we're, we're good. Do we give her Diablo for warning us? No, that no, no she's 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 married to the producer. <laughs> oh, that's even. Oh, she gets no. I'm she not, gets all the prizes. She, <laughs> yes, she does. She plays the game. She's tired of it. Okay. So uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, the last TV thing is, of course, if you're not aware, over the weekend, BBC has snuck out because they don't pay attention to the Memorial Day. Uh, their first two teasers for Doctor Who, yes. for the new Doctor, has come out this weekend. So um, catch it. They've really been mean. Uh, because one the silhouette teaser. The silhouette. No, the second one's not. A, did you see the second one? I haven't seen the second one. Rain. Though. It came, out, it came oh, okay. out late last night. I posted this morning. And it's an alien landscape with rain, and then he comes out, and it's like beautifully elegiac. It's beautiful. It's okay. like uh, it's not as cool as that one they did with Matt Smith and, and uh, Karen Gillan when that first launched, where it was like you know feel the earth, and they like showed clips of all all the things that were coming up. But it's still like you know it's just a nice oh this is the tone. Maybe it's sort of like uh, not quite grandfather, father and daughter maybe of okay. you know enjo- exploring the universe together. So again. Back to, again, being that Peter Capaldi being the same age as William Hartnell was originally, getting back to that father-daughter, although grandfather-granddaughter, you know, uh, feel. So, be interesting. But it's maddening, because it's like, no, I want to see something solid. I mean, that's nice. Great. Doctor Who walking in the rain. character interaction. The doctor's in the rain. Great. Clara is happy. And he's doing what? Yeah. He's like, (laughs) who are our villains going to be? What are we going to happen? And then, of course, Matt Smith said... Uh, that he's already gone to Stephen Moffat and said, um, how soon is the next anniversary? Because I really want to come back. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, aw, well, why'd you leave? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he could join the Terminator franchise, that's why. And apparently he's, he's really worked out. I saw a photo, he's like, he's, he's bulked up, which is wow. really weird. So, which is what we do to uh, British actors, we make them come over here and become, you know, Stallone. So, um, there, Matt Smith had so much potential. Um, but that's it. Uh, so I don't really have anything else to talk about. Do you have any? Uh, have we talked about the uh, sitcom that uh, that uh, what's her name is going to be in? Oh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Have you caught that she's going to be in? It's called Selfie, which is one. Oh, uh, talk about an alternate fun. universe thing that drives me crazy. So it's a it's a version of Pygmalion. So she's named Liza Doolittle, uh, and. Uh, John F. Cho, which I'm yeah. happy to see two very great actors. John F. Cho is playing literally Henry Higgins, who is an image consultant, and she's a social media expert who has no personality, but everything is about is about image, and he has to rebuild her image into being a decent human being as a sitcom. It sounds so good. No, no. Here's <laughs> here's what bothers me. No, you don't like the, that? No, I'm going to tell you why. In the trailer, she says he's going to my fair lady me. They cannot exist oh. in a universe in which they are named Henry Higgins and Eliza Doolittle and not and acknowledge My Fair Lady as existing in their literature. Maybe in their it's universe, it's a classic parallel universe mistake. No, it's a, it's like Sherlock. You can, they, they didn't use thank the God Sherlock. that no. Sherlock never acknowledged. A hundred years ago, there was a detective. Is that with really going to spoil name. the whole thing for it you? It does. Yeah. On that note, because what's this a, is why you can't have nice things. Do I need twenty three episodes of that? <laughs> Update them. Call it selfie for a TV movie. Make I love it a, her accent, though. Oh no! Why take away the Scottish accent? At least a third of why Karen Gillan is so attractive oh, like is because it. she has a magnificent Scottish but accent. It makes her. It makes her so flawed. She's just so. I don't want my Karen Gillan's flawed. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's that. And. But John F. Cho, I'm happy that they, you know, it's two really good actors, and I like to see the, you know, it's the multiculturalism, and I'm glad that she's into American acting because obviously that's that's what everyone aspires to be wherever they are in the world. <laughs> Join America's Hollywood. Join Hollywood here and get sucked into the machine. So. And I think maybe that's part of what disappoints me. That's what we got her to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, but she's doing horror films, too. I didn't see Oculus, but we'll see. So if you are 
Uh, listening at home. And if you're listening here, you want to find out, did, was this just as ridiculous the second time around? You can find us at iTunes. Subscribe to us. Rate us. Tell your friends. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can also find us at www.fanboyplanet.com, where we also often provide, when possible, uh, links to the items that maybe you've heard about, you wanted to pick them up for yourself. And if you do not have a local retailer, uh, to purchase them at like even now I, I, I'm going to agree with you last week we had a little like about this about Barnes & Noble I'm suddenly feeling that yeah. Barnes & Noble is endangered I really want to want that to survive because I don't know what else to do uh, I like going there so if, if you can't find it at Barnes & Noble okay then go into Amazon because that kicks back to us a little bit and helps us support if you like what you're hearing and you want to support because hosting isn't free of course uh, you can also go to the PayPal link which is on www.fanboyplanet.com and you can Freely donate there. If you have any questions, compliments, commentary, criticism, uh, questions, I already said that, redundancies, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Again, I would like to thank our special guest this afternoon, uh, Mr. Steve Mix. Hey, no. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Who the dark secret is. Steve actually took a class, uh, took workshops in, in improv from, uh, from myself years ago with Chris Garcia, and it's like, it's like a strange re- mini reunion tonight, uh, and so uh, today, knowing them from high school and seeing that both of them, well, at least you've turned out well, Steve. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm so glad to know that. And, uh, and Mr. Uh, Charles McKeithen, a buddy of mine from acting for many years and just doing some really fun and cool stuff. So we're thankful for them. Uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. Are you still there, Nate? I'm Dave Costa. Okay. You have to give him a second. Say it again. I'll cut that in. I'm Dave Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. You've been a lovely audience. We'd love to take you home with us. We would, but like we can't. take you home or at least have you buy us a drink. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. The power of brains compels you. It's almost 2 o'clock. We are recording oh, now. Oh, look out. Are we recording now? Yep. Is that does that mean that that means I don't later forget to turn on the recorder? Oh, good idea. And I'm 20 minutes in, and I was that was a great dress rehearsal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Start over. Or as we say in film, once more for safety. Once more. (laughs) We just do it once. Uh, Well, after well, that's what I do. That's what she said. I know. No, don't. Oh, we're recording. I'm sorry. We're not not that kind. We're also in public. Right. I'm sorry. So (laughs) are we? Are we dining Nate in? (laughs) He hasn't pinged me back. Okay. So that's our. No, no, certainly not. No, uh, that's why Mal is a man of few words, <laughs> or he if does only. tend to go on a bit. <laughs> no, go ahead. Actually, that's early that goes on. Go a ahead. Bit. Method. Go. Yes. Well, that's just me. Stop. That's not being method. Bad. Do Come method on. now. Oh, right. Stop now. Do method now. All right. We've heard no word. That's theater talk. We've heard no word from Nate, so we will just. Uh, I'm going to try and. 
call him on okay. the phone just for the heck of it. This is a high tech podcast. Is this the, the the Nate from LA who checks in as a secret voice? That yes. I, yes, yes, yes. We have our our guy in LA does our our call sign. Oh, a man in Los uh, Angeles. Yes, indeed. It's so much better lit here than it was at the last place that we did this. Yeah, but the bar, bar, bar yeah, there's a lot less alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's never necessarily a bad thing. Have you been to the Seven Stars? No. No, I haven't. Yeah, you should check it out. We'll, we'll give it a uh, shout-out today, then. Okay. So more people will go. Seven Stars, that's a nice place. It really is. It's a, it's a fun, relaxed place to... It's, it's a little... It's a, it reminds me a little of an upscale Blue Max. Ah, Chris. Uh. Hey, Chris. Oh, my God. Chris, we've been waiting for you. I'm glad that you finally arrived. Thank you. We've been waiting to start. We thought maybe, you know, give him a few more minutes. Okay, perfect. I love when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> You're only reinforcing Chris's belief hey, Nate? in the world. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently on That's not Nate. That's not Nate. That sounds nothing like Nate. Nate's been practicing his accents. Oh, That's good. That's and very yet good. he still won't watch Doctor Who. Right then. Okay, what time is it? It's 2-2. Two, 2-2? Two. Two, two. Because the audience has all arrived. Yay. Yay. Well, Chris is here now, so we can start. Yep. Hello, audience. Hello. We appreciate you being here because you bring life to what is normally a... No, a, which is normally a lively podcast, but it's much nicer to hear you. To which... We would invite you to, if you feel like it, move closer. And, of course, if you have any appreciative sounds you might make, I don't know, yays, clapping, oohs, ahs, fainting in the aisle, feel right ahead. There you go. Um, we will be starting the podcast very quickly. Uh, we don't have anybody on the outside line. We're going to be going through a number of news articles. We'll be doing some interviews. We will be giving away fabulous prizes. Fabulous Yay! Prizes. That's, fabulous that's prizes. I Thank have you. fabulous prizes. We play that's th- a great sound. Do that again later. We, we play this game. Nor, uh, we started at Baycom. We will continue the tradition. We called Stump the Zorlak, but what it really is is can we come up with a, can you come I, up I, with a I question? I have a new name for it. What are you calling it? It's called Zorlak Life Advice. Okay, I'll go with that because it's it's can I come up with a ridiculous answer? It can either be the right answer or at least a at least to believe it's an improv game. So or if you're trying or, to make or sense a Charles of, answer. If you're trying to make sense of why Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch are in the Avengers and Quicksilver is in the X Men movies, that's a great question. We'd love to put your mind to use. I can it give you both thing. the legal and a good ridiculous one reason too. So what about sociological? Sociological Yes. Extra credit, but but by asking a question, you can win a prize. You need to get higher up the the chart of ascent of man before you can ask an anthropological question. Okay, <laughs> Chris will be doing up against that wall all the yeah. stages of the ascent <laughs> yes, of at various man. times. <laughs> right, the winner. Nobody wins a prize until Chris can actually stand upright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is everybody ready? Yeah. Any questions before we get started? Do we have do we have a do we have a mic for the audience or should I turn mine? I didn't point bring that a, way? a mic, no. but we will. Re- if we get Believe a question, me. we'll Let's, repeat um, it. Into he's the got day. a fantastic program. Audience, no. please. Yay! Yay! You can just leave it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's, it's omnidirectional. 
This is just the, the keeping No, it's back. actually directional. Oh, well, I'm glad moments. I turned it then. That, Charles, that this is one of those moments. Oh, shh. Sorry. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Because we're going to yes. start. Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Yeah. And here he is, your host and mine, Derek McCaw. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, editor.